Good to be back, talking some basketball. Mark in the chair, busting out bashing for some hoops here. And joining us, first time maiden voyage. Always been a part of the, uh, the basketball Jedi Council of mine. Cody Camp joining us here tonight. So, real excited. And, uh, Cody, tell me a little about your basketball background, buddy. I Thank love you. passing the rock to you, man, by the way. We'll play pickup. That's just all. There's all there is to it. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm not that great of a resume. Born and raised in West Virginia. Played some uh, high school hoops at the Lindsley School in Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, it's took a prestigious my- Lindsley, right? That, that's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, took my talents to a, a small school in Ohio, Marietta College. Uh, played there for a year. Was actually injured my freshman year. Uh, transferred to West Virginia University for my sophomore year. And then uh, just kind of played with the WVU basketball team during the summertime and uh, had the opportunity to play with some really good players such as, you know, Deshaun Butler, uh, Casey Mitchell, uh, Devin Ebanks. Um, Casey Mitchell's name out there second, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he was your boy. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was golden boy. era, man. The golden I, age of men basketball. Yeah, I have yeah. something to say about that. That team. <laughs> yeah, so some good guys, John Flowers. Yep. Uh, Johnny West uh, had some battles oh, with, with with that team. Johnny West was the biggest cheater at team trivia at the bar. <laughs> I remember that, Mark. Yeah, you were there. Yes, I was. <laughs> you caught him <laughs> red-handed. Team trivia. Hey, hey, Cody, I've I've heard you did more than just have battles with Johnny West. <laughs> Might have taken it to the logo stun a time or two. Come on, I see that mischievous grin, even though I'm not looking at it. <laughs> you know me very well. I, uh, <laughs> I I can't say much. He's the one who was on uh, the West Virginia basketball team, so he. He was playing D1. I was just a, a gym rat, but I may have uh, had him a time or two. I think if uh, we tallied it up at the end of the day, I, I think the score would go my way. So we'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, hey, I mean, speaking of that 2010 team, this is this is the closest thing I've seen to that team since since that era in terms of how we play basketball, I think, at this point in time. What are you guys' thoughts? I mean, I, I like the makeup of this team, the composition of it, kind of how we seem to play well and play together. It it reminds me of 2010 in terms of the grit that they seem to have right now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of grit. I mean, I like it, and – it's going to sound pretty crazy, but I think Stevenson, and God help me, God bless my dad, he reminds me a lot of Devendorf from Syracuse back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right okay, now, good comp, swagger, good comp, I like it. Mm-hmm. His swagger, his ability beyond the arc, his ability to score, his defensive prowess, I love what Stevenson is bringing onto the court, and I think he brings that energy. And that swagger that West Virginia's been missing in the past few years since Javon left. And I think he could be the next kind of star, breakout star for the Mountaineers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. That's, that's kind of what I was leading to say is, you know, Stevenson is uh, that dog. He has that grit. Uh, he has that attitude that he just plays hard. He comes to – you know, win every single play. Uh, he's got that attitude, that swagger. Um, and I love to see it because that's just infectious. The team kind of picks up on that. You know, if he if he uh, steals the ball, hits a three, dunks on you, I mean, you're going to know it. And uh, the the refs know it too. The other team knows it. So I think that, Even their cheerleaders that really, go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, think, I think that uh, really carries, carries on – Carries well for the team. We we need that. It it really know, does going into conference play. It really does. And you know what else too? Along with that, like his ability to play off off of and with Emmett Matthews, I think is so impressive. And like Emmett's ability to know the system and kind of how we like to play and our DNA, and giving that to to, to Stevenson, and now letting Stevenson kind of be that kind of a, le- a vocal leader to where I don't know if that's necessarily Emmett's style. 
that's been really good for this team. I mean, you're seeing what Jimmy Bell did Sunday. I know you were there in person, Mark, to see that. Like, yeah, th- th- they're starting to feed off one another a little bit too. I mean, that's what you got to expect with West Virginia. I mean, it, you look at the Huggins kind of hierarchy. You got one player that will teach another one. They'll teach another one, so on and so forth throughout the years. And I think Stevenson and Jimmy Bell right now are getting lessons from Emmett Matthews. Of. I think Emmett's really the key for this team at this point. But Jimmy Bell, he's really coming into himself. I'm surprised that he was able to put up the stats he was the other day. What was it, 17 and 10, I think? I mean, every, 18, every I think 18, bit of yeah, eight. <laughs> 18 yeah. points, 10 so, rebounds. Yeah, he put, right up, on it. he put up a double-double. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he looked great on Saturday. So, well, I mean, his presence alone, he's just such a massive human being, you know. And then oh. you added that kind of – he kind of yeah. had this this desire to him there on Sunday, man. And when he took it over, he took it over. Now, granted, the kid from Buffalo was, you know, a freshman Canadian kind of could have been blown over by a stiff wind. But – he was having his way with them in the first half. That kid had about 10 points, uh, Jack Grant did. And then second half, it went off. I mean, he absolutely, once he got some momentum, took it with him. Uh, anybody worried about Emmett's injury right now? I haven't heard anything about Emmett's injury at this point, but I'm keeping my ear open on that one. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just don't want that to, to be a lingering injury throughout the season that kind of just – rears its head up at any point yeah. so especially it's something the, that especially yeah, he, i mean hell if he's at least feeling a little bit injured set out the next game and just wait it out for the next two weeks because we've got a buzzsaw coming to us here with the big 12 play agreed oh absolutely i mean and, and they said it's just swelling in the knee so allow him to kind of take care of that and, and we start that off with that buzzsaw, K-State, New Year's Eve, in Manhattan. Not not the Manhattan everybody else wants to go to for New Year's. Nobody wants the to little go to Manhattan on New Year's. It's terrible. <laughs> I'd be miserable at that one. I'd be miserable. You'd probably miserable. Uh, probably have more fun in Manhattan, Kansas, Mark. Oh, absolutely. I've had a great time in Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> I don't know. That, wouldn't you want to go to Times Square once for New Year's? Like, I, I, I think you would. I would if – Okay, now we're going completely off the radar. What we want to do, go off the rails for a minute here, okay? We're going off the rails. Um, Olive Garden, where the Olive Garden in Times Square, right below where the ball drops, you can buy tickets there for $500. You can go in there. They've got booze. They've got a buffet full of Olive Garden stuff. They've got a dance party, and they've got a separate section to where you can go watch the ball drop. And plus... Unlike the people that just go and stand in front and watch the ball drop, you have access to a bathroom. So for five hundred bucks, if you want to see the ball, winning, drop, right? That's yeah. what you want to do. I'd pay five hundred dollars for a bathroom if I was in New York for the, yeah. for the ball to drop. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Um, the way I you're, look, the, you're the youth of this group, man. You know the, the way I look at the non-conference breakdown. Uh, one game against Stony Brook left, but you got one bad first half against Purdue. It hey, Mike, broke. Mike, I want to hear about basketball, but I want to hear about New Year's too. <laughs> um, New Year's, yeah. my bad. I thought we were talking about the Mountaineers. Um, we are, we are, but I want to hear. I want to hear about the you know. Got to go off the rails every now and then, man. You got to get prepared I, for this. I do not like crowds. I don't think I'd have fun at the, the Times Square New Year's. I'd rather go to Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> I'd rather watch the ball drop at midcourt. Yeah. And, and I'm Matt, with you over in Aggieville. I, I feel like I would be uh, Lieutenant Dan style. Like my soul would be him when he's at <laughs> Times Square. Like just not wanting to be there the entire time. But hey, Mike, let's let's do that basketball breakdown <laughs> now, man. I'm ready for it. <laughs> now who's okay. gonna be the Forrest Gump in that group <laughs> at the end uh, of the night? We're eight and two right now on the brink of the top five. <laughs> did, did we get votes this week? I didn't check. Oh, definitely. We're we're sitting we're there 26, 27. 27. Right on the outside. right now. All right. Um, so you got a, a bad first half against Purdue, couldn't throw it in the ocean. Atrocious down the stretch of the second half against Xavier. 
just more or less shat the bed. I don't know what else to call that. Yeah. Good bounce back against UAB. Katie Johnson, two-way uh, performance. He, he, he did a good job against Jelly Jam Walker and, and finds <laughs> a way uh, to kind of get some swag going. Ugly at times against Buffalo. Not great defensively. Uh, we, we didn't guard the roll guy. We, we didn't guard the roll guy. And How were those rotations, Mike? We just went into a very good job. What did, yeah, what did yeah. I say we're going to make rotations? What did not make rotations? But uh, I think the defense is a little bit of a concern right now. Jimmy yeah. Bell's 285. He's a load. So the more and more skill he develops backing people down to the post, the better and better we'll be. Um, but but I think you got to figure out the defense. There's too much length and athleticism for that to be an issue. Mike, we didn't stop the ball, you know? I apologize if you hear my coughing throughout this entire thing. We're I'll not high budget. We don't have a cough button yet, Mark. It's all good. It's all good. I've had bronchitis for last week, so. Oh, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> no cough button. Hey, Cody, let cool. me ask you. You On Sunday, what what was wrong with the defense? I mean, can, are, are we going to get better, or was that just kind of an anomaly that game Sunday? Uh, to be determined, I think that is something we need to pay close attention to, you know, especially as conference play. Um it's tough with these out-of-conference games because we don't see them, we don't know them as well, so it could be a one-off. But, you know, as we enter the Big 12 play, we know these teams, Hux has played them for the last 10 years, so we should be well-versed and prepared. Uh, it, it, you know, our, our you know help defense is what concerns me. Um, you know, just the, the overall – being where you need to be. Um, hey, who is not typically the one not being where they need to be, if you had to say? Or is it just everybody? We can guard the roll guy. We can guard the roll guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest. That, that Buffalo game, I, I did not catch much of it the first half. I was having difficulty oh, yeah. with ESPN Plus. So. We've all been there, buddy. We've all yeah, been yeah. There. You, you yeah, called me that, out on Sunday, and that was the one, the one game I have not watched as closely as I wanted to. Uh, just having some te- technical difficulty, uh, hey, so, hey, so really can't speak to that. Yeah, well, let, let's. I guess I wanted to get to, and who I was hoping to maybe hear or not hoping to hear was Trey Mitchell. How do we think he's doing? in particular on the defensive side of the ball right now. I'm I'm, I'm still a little kind of jury's he's, out on him right now, I think. He's a little on that side right. of the ball. Now, he's he's a little can be right offensively now. though, you know. Yeah, he's a little iffy right now. I feel like yeah. Trey is trying to be a little more of a I don't want to say Javon, but some kind of guard around that kind of player, but he doesn't play that position. He's playing outside of his position on defense. I think, and that's causing a lot of scores for the other team. So, I think they need to actually work on that with them. Yeah, I think the the weak spots in our defense just are, are going to be Stevenson at times. I think he saves it up for you know the the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not too surprised with that. Right. You know, Trey kind of on the same page. Um, he's a super talented player. I, I think he has all the talent in the world, and I think he's going to be a huge key uh, for the Mountaineers and Big 12 and to make a tournament run, which I think we can do. But with his size, and, and maybe it is just his size and how smooth he is, but he seems a little slow, uh, just his, his first step with his feet. Um, but, I, you know, I, I try to pay close close attention to him. And, and that's something they can work on and just having him, you know, in the right space uh, to kind of help with that and just not, you know, go for some of the steals with some of those guys on the Mountaineers like to do. Um, so just not go for the, the steal, just being good, good, good position. Kind of more solid, kind of, yeah. kind of keep him in front of you. Hey, and I want to say this real quick. I like the, um, I like the combination of Keedy and Joe Toussaint. I think more than just about anything else we do, Maybe having Stevenson as like a third guard in that rotation, along with Trey Mitchell at that point, maybe Jimmy Bell. I like that rotation for us. That's a good rotation. He's 
he kind of, Trey Mitchell kind of plays like a longer Teddy Allen, who I liked his career at West Virginia should have been longer. Uh, just has a nose for scoring the basketball, but that that's his job. That's mm-hmm. his niche. It is post-ups, jump hooks, drives to the cup. I, I think we're looking at him as an offensive force. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I mean, his game's silky smooth, you know, in terms of being able to put the ball in the hole, right? Now, the, the one thing that I, I worry about is rebounding with him. Do, do we feel good about that or maybe still to be determined on that as well? I mean, it's still to be determined, I think, right now. Like I said, like I think Cody said, um, he plays a little bit like Teddy Allen, and Teddy Allen was never really a good rebounder, if you remember right. So I think that's going to be an issue, but that's something the Hugs has mentioned in post game for the last few games that rebounding has been an issue that he yeah. wants to address. I mean, I know but, we're making more shots than normal, so like we're the rebounding numbers aren't in our favor as much as they normally would be. Like we typically skew them pretty heavily because we miss so many. Yeah. This team's not missing as many. So I think that's part of that equation. Exactly. That's part of the equation. I mean, hugs will always, hugs is like rest in peace. Let's give a shout out to Mike Leach real quick. The pirate. Hugs, You're here. You're hugs here. is like Mike Leach. He will always find something that he'll hang on during a press conference, and he will just hang on throughout the entire <laughs> press conference. So, I think you know, it's it's even, funny how much Leach and Hugs have some similarities in terms of their kind of their their personality and style. I, I have a story about Mike Leach and Bob Huggins fishing in Key West together, but that's for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, to, to be. To kind of uh, to be the bait there, right? To be that worm, to hear that conversation, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I've, I've heard it. I got the phone call. It was interesting. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I know we're, no, no one's really nervous tomorrow about Stony Brook. I don't think that's that's a problem. But hey, hey, what I would like to say is we're closing out the non-conference better than Marshall. They they went Glenville State thirteen games into the season. See that? <laughs> that, Mike, that was interesting, man. <laughs> Bring on them pioneers, you know. I, I looked, hey, I former Dan Tony, and he was like, I, "I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this with uh, respect. This is with respect now." And then he was like, "Just say we wanted to get younger guys in." Well, it's like, all right, we'll play a real game then, you know. Show some balls. Don't go right. play D two school. I get it as an exhibition. But they've got 12 wins, I think, right now. One of them is against Glenville. It's kind of goofy. But hey, Stony Brook is probably only a hey, small state. Hey, former Glenville State assistant Joe Missoula. I know. I Think about it. It's still Glenville. I watched him coach against State, though, not, not Marshall. I, I forgot he had a little stint at Glenville before he got the job at Fairmont. Yes, yeah, he, he did. did. He did. I'm just uh, he was he was sleeping on my couch for part of that time. Boston's a little bit different than the old uh, the old metropolis of Glenville, that's for sure. Well, you guys are still coasting off your trashy bowl win. I'm just gonna take a little jab. <laughs> the Myrtle Beach Bowl, my goodness, <laughs> the dirty Myrtle. Go herd. Oh, <laughs> come on, yeah. <laughs> Good lord! Hey, they they had a heck of a crowd down there, but, though. Hey, has I there bet they did. Why it's, the hell didn't you go, Blaine? I'm surprised. I uh, just had to take care of things around here. Christmas, you know, just one of those things. So usually for bowls, my family, if West Virginia is in a bowl, we kind of plan around it, and we're like, screw Christmas. Let's it go. was wide open, this and year. especially if it was in Myrtle Beach. It would just be wide open. Have yeah, you like, been there, done we'd that? Go down you know to the, we'd be at the Giant Crab. We'd go down to the Wings on 17th with the Big Shark. Senior Frog. Senior Frogs. Hamburger Joes. <laughs> sea Captains. Mur- the whole shebang. Myrtle Beach. The coal, miner, the coal miner's Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that one. That's good. Man, you know I'm a sucker for alliteration too, buddy. I mean, that's... <laughs> That is spot on right there. Oh, that is brilliant, Zap. We went down to Myrtle there a few years ago for that basketball tournament. Turned out to be one of our worst seasons in a long time. Yeah, I went down to that one. Whew. Yeah. yeah I, I remember that. I did not I did not like that one. Much <laughs> much better result in our uh, preseason tournament this year. And, you know, hey, I'll say this. I think that 
that showing out in Portland gave us so much confidence. It's continued to ooze throughout the season. You think about the Xavier game, right? Like, yeah. we had that thing, and then it just kind of went away. And, and you heard Hugs talk about it after the game, how the officiating kind of was less than stellar. He didn't necessarily love it. Wasn't keen on it, you know? Um, it definitely wasn't. I, 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 and that's a good team. I mean, I saw them hold on to beat a, a solid Seton Hall squad earlier this past weekend. So it's Florida. like Florida, yeah, I mean, you know, we've, yeah, Florida with a good win over Oklahoma. Pitt, so it's like Pitt's Pitt. starting to get in there. True. I mean, Hey, the computers love us right now. They do. We, we're the, the, the net had us 11th. Yeah. NET. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the, the, the old RPI rest yeah. in peace to the RIP to the RPI, you know? Yeah. They have us what? 11th right now. 11th. Yeah. Which, Hey, that's, and, that's insane. pretty good. I mean, that's, you know, you keep that up with maybe getting a little more respect in the polls. You do well in the Big 12. We're looking at a nice seat come March. I mean, we, we you know, it's going to be a grind. We got to do what we got to do. But is everyone feeling pretty good heading into this thing right now? I, I feel real good about this team still. Everyone else the same? 10 out of 10. I feel great. I five, feel amazing five, about this team. at the worst. Yeah, I think we'll probably be six or seven seed. The Big 12 schedule is going to be a buzzsaw, but everybody, it's tough. I mean, I, they can't, the Big 12 cannibalizes each other throughout yeah. the entire season. So I mean, everybody's going to get that same sort of treatment. Saw, so, saw in some of the, uh, believe it was the Ken Palm computer rankings, had us predicted to finish fourth in the Big 12 uh, with a 10 and 8 record. We were like preseason yep. eight, but I, I think the great, Hugs Ammonius has done it again. He says he's going to fix it, and he fixes it. I believe huh. that man says. That's why I respect him a little bit more than the guy standing in the chair, I don't know, maybe a half mile away at the other facility, which probably cost more money to build. I don't know. That basketball practice facility is pretty nice. <laughs> I, I, I had Gancy one time tell me that when he was working with Cavaliers, he still is, he said that, Walked into WVU's practice facility. He said it was better in the Cavaliers. So that's the Cavaliers. LeBron left twice. <laughs> hey, at least Donovan well. Mitchell came walking through that door, though. You know, hey, <laughs> that's that's a positive. No, I mean, hey, I, I, like you guys said, though, it feels it does feel pretty good, right? And uh, yeah, it is, a, it is a tough league, but. I also kind of like the way the schedule sets up for us. We're going to get an opportunity to play a, a big non-conference tilt against Auburn at home. A very gettable game based off what I've seen of them. Yeah, they're good defensively, but they struggle to score, and that's not a problem for us. Like, we play with energy and passion like we have most of the season. It's going to be a fun couple months here, fellas. Ready for I this have, ride, you know? Yeah, I have a good feeling about this. I've Got a good feeling about – I was talking to Alex Ruoff the other day. He said this feels like his uh, senior year, the team that he played, because they have a lot of heart, a lot of talent, and they're willing to learn. And that's what you want. You want somebody that's willing to learn. Now, that that and would have been Hugs' first year, correct, Mark? Is, is he playing TBT? Uh, I don't think Alex is, no. Uh, okay, just wondering. Yeah, he did he, this last year. Okay, or no, he played last year. He missed the year before, right? I don't know. No. He, him and I he, just hang. He him didn't and I play last out. year. <laughs> him <laughs> and I just hang out, drink, and sometimes go to Radford games together. <laughs> hey, Darius he is Darius squad <laughs> playing pretty well. Oh yeah, Darius, I'm keeping up with. I watched the uh, K State game earlier. They hung in there against those boys. They did. I'm I mean, impressed. that's, that's got to be nice to kind of look at that and say, okay, well, that's that's a good scout for us right there. Thanks, Darius. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there sometime this year. I went down last year for one of their games. That was hey, good. Dedman Center is pretty fun. Connection oh, to Marshall, the old president of Marshall, Donald Dedman. That's what it's named after. Blaine, you wouldn't believe it. I got tickets from Darius, and we went down there, me and Amanda. We went to a bar before the game. We were just sitting at the bar. All of a sudden, a man turns around and was like, good God, that guy's fat. And she just went, Mark, holy shit, that's Darby. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it was Darby, and it was Darby Ruoff and Joel. So and he just, <laughs> just a random reunion down there in Radford. Yeah, random reunion. We didn't even plan it. <laughs> hey, I mean that's those are the best ones right there. Absolutely. You know? Hey, well, it fell so, for podcast at some point. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, hey. I guarantee I can get the head coach on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's 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 go ahead here real quick. What is our kind of most the game that you were most excited to see on the home schedule the rest of the way in the Coliseum? Which one is the one you willing to pay top dollar for, Cody? I know you were trying to, you know, find a way to maybe look look Kansas. For tickets. Kansas. Next question. Well, okay, yeah. other, other than yeah. the Kansas. <laughs> that was a little soon still. Yeah, I said it. Kansas, you, you can't beat Kansas. Uh, but other than that, just the the tension between WVU and Texas. I think all the Big 12, if you're not a Texas fan, every, uh, they seem to be pretty good this year. I think we have a shot at them, so we don't get too many more them. Bring on the Longhorns, horns down. Let's beat them. A lot like going that. on with the horns this year. I like that. And they've made they've made headlines. <laughs> yeah, for the wrong reasons too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that'll be an interesting dynamic how that affects them the rest of the way too. <laughs> Do you remember remember when he was sitting <laughs> down on the floor? Oh, uh, GQ pose a couple seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was something. Now okay. he's sitting down with probably an ankle bracelet on his ankle. <laughs> on his couch. <laughs> in in the state in, in the old pin there doing the same thing <laughs> yeah hey is he in the pin or is he i mean i, I feel like maybe he's probably on home arrest of some yeah, sort right probably yeah, yeah I, I agree texas though i don't know what's gonna happen there they may they may go in the tubes it, it could i mean they got a lot of talent though but so they'll probably be dangerous if nothing else um so i mean I'm, hey I'm i, I kind of like this i'm, I'm gonna go a little bit different from y'all though Okay. Texas is good, and it's going to be an interesting. Got a lot of talent, and I think the Longhorns are going to. Really, I think they'll probably win the Big Twelve this year. I think they'll. Oh no, Mark! Could- Not so fast, my friends. Less with you there. I'm saying they will beat Kansas, but I think the Auburn game bring the most attention, <laughs> bring most eyes to West Virginia basketball. <laughs> It's going to be the highlighted show on ESPN that day, I believe. So, I think Auburn is the biggest obstacle that West Virginia has to overcome to just get to the minds of the general public. Well, I mean, I think we start keep winning these games in the Big 12, though, Mark. That won't be a problem uh, at all. I'll, I'll go ahead and say here, guys, kind of – Mark, you kind of went out the box. I was going to do a little – rotisserie draft there with the Big 12 schedule for home games because my next one would have been Baylor. I cannot wait to hear some of the uh, some of the, the fire in, in the ire that will be thrown Jalen Bridges' way. He struggled this year. Baylor's kind of a, a, a team that will probably get it together, but right now they are not very good. And I'm really looking forward to getting the Bears in the Coliseum this year. We owe those guys, that's for sure. I mean, defending national champion, that's, Sorry, you know. That just bit me. <laughs> Strickland getting crazy. Strickland's going crazy. I'm I'm excited for that Baylor game, though. I mean, that's that's one that's – granted, it's during the week, but should be a good crowd and should be boisterous getting after Bridges. Yeah, yeah, I love – Baylor game will be fun, but again, like Mark said, the Auburn game will be a lot of fun just – you know, stepping out of conference play, give us an opportunity to to take a, an SEC <laughs> SEC team on, um, and I think and it will Bruce really. Hey. I think it will be great resume builder come March. Hey Blaine, I like something you said there. What, what is is Bridges in a in a way better position for success now? Like like if he was going into that game with West Virginia's team, two years of experience and these teammates, he wouldn't be in a better spot. I think you're right. This 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 generation is ridiculous. They are, Mike. They have, and that's crazy. I think it's funny that you're not that far removed from this generation, and you're already saying that. I kind of love it. You're already old Damn man on the line. I love it. I love it. Damn world. Because kids are so empowered now to do things that no one cares about, and and 
I mean, I'm seeing D2 kids post I'm transferring graphics with handwritten letters, and it's 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 D2. Like, even Bridges didn't have that great of a career. He's transferring to Baylor, and, and he could be a, a solid two, a solid three with a chance to average double figures, make the tournament, and be a feature guy here. It's it's just it's, – it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that. I hadn't thought. I, I'll be quite honest with you. I think it's – Bridges, it was – we're, we added by subtracting him and then adding the pieces we did. We're, we're much better off without JB right now. Much better. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any question about it. Another one I'm looking forward to, Texas Tech at home. I know I'll be at that one. I'll, my my swim duties will be done then and get to enjoy kind of a slug-it-out fest with the Red Raiders at high noon. <laughs> that's, that's always a fun one. So, I – you know, their, their coach, and, man, his name's escaping me now. Um, but he, very, is the, he is the most uh, he, he looks uh, like, underrated uh, and under-the-radar coach that nobody knows his name in all of college basketball. He looks like an evil scientist on a Cartoon Network show. He looks like a gym teacher in a middle school. <laughs> it's, that's about right. That's about right. <laughs> It's about right. I mean, and hey, so kind of guys, as we as we continue to kind of finish off and, and keep talking some hoops here. Looking looking forward to conference play. Who is the guy who needs to step it up the most? And who is the guy that that you feel will step it up the most? I think it's I think you can answer that in two different ways, right? Sure. I mean, if you want to see who the guy that's going to step up most, I think it's going to be Toussaint. I mean, he's shown his ability both on offense and defense. I think he will really um, thrive, especially with Stevenson and Johnson on his side. So I think Toussaint is that one. The one that needs to show a little more that we saw the other night is Jimmy Bell. And I think Bell will continue to get the upward track that he's going on and, and keep improving. Hey, the, the hey. Guy, Al, go, go ahead. ahead, Mike, go ahead. I think the guy that needs to step up is a guy that's honestly playing great. I just think he can take it to another level, and it's Eric Stevenson. What I loved about I Stevenson, was. <laughs> he, scored, he scored 22 points. And in the post-game press conference, he didn't say a single word about it. He was talking about defense. He wanted his team to step it up. He's that kind of dude. He's got that kind of makeup. But he's got the game, too. He's an inside-out player that can take it to the cup, knock down the three, and he's got a smooth turnaround that I absolutely love. And so I think he can be an on-sports-center <clears throat> NBA draft pick kind of guy. He's just got to he's got to apply it in the right spots and make his teammates better, too. And I just think it's going to compound positively over the course. He has a lot of Deuce McBride in it. That's, that's an interesting uh, kind of kind of name to throw out there with Stevenson. I, I wanted to ask Cody this question real quick. You know, kind of playing playing in the post a little bit here and there back in the day. I mean, not not once you got up to WVU, but you're familiar down there. What is it about Jimmy Bell that kind of impresses you down there the most? I mean, I know everyone talks about the feet, but kind of what what is it about his ability down there that kind of you that you like? His physicality. Uh, he's not afraid to, to bang bodies. I mean, he impresses me, especially on the defensive end, uh, just botting up with some of those big guys. Purdue game uh, really did a fantastic job. So I think he has a, you know, a tremendous amount of you know, uh, potential. I think he's one of those guys that could really lead us in – to, to march in the Big 12 and into the tournament. But just kind of going back on one of those guys that we're going to need this year, um, I like the Toussaint. Um, but I think we need Trey Mitchell. I think just some of the inconsistency. But he's that guy who has all the talent in the world. I think he's definitely got NBA potential, um, has every move, smooth scoring, great shot. Um, but if he can find that consistency, you know, I think that will really be helpful. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Bell, I think he really will 
get a lot of confidence from that last game. Mm-hmm. And I hope, and I hope that he you. builds from that. I think he just needed a game like that to see, yeah. you know, hey, I can do this and use it moving forward. So I think, you know, the combination of those guys, I think Stevenson is our most consistent guy on the court. Absolutely. I mean, he, yeah. he's, he's that dude. But, I'll throw him I mean, into that mix too. Yeah, so – and that's exactly where I was going to go. So with those – those guys this year, we haven't had that on the WVU basketball team in a while where we have guys that can score. You know, you give the ball to Trey Mitchell. It's nice. Yeah. He, <laughs> nice he's to have guys that put the ball in the basket. Yeah. He, I mean, scoring more than the other opponents always really good. Hey, <laughs> yeah. what, what does Hug say? Give us that one, Mike, real quick, right? I'll score yeah, the what did Hug say? If we do what we do and they do what they do, we're going to do what we do better than they do what they do. <laughs> And we're gonna score more points than the other team. <laughs> there we go. That's pretty good. Hey, I- I'm gonna give you guys a couple of names real quick, though. I think Seth Wilson is gonna really continue to keep stepping it up. He looks pr- his jump shot looks really good right now, and he seems to be very confident with it. It's always good to have that ability to kind of have a microwave guy coming off the bench, yep. right? And then also, I think a guy who really flashed early has kind of been struggling of late. Mo Woggy would like to see him kind of sort of kind of get into form a little bit more and stabilize that backup center position behind Jimmy Bell because there's going to be some days where we're going to need Woggy and James uh, – and I can never say his last name. Uh, Woggy. No, not Woggy. Uh, James – oh, man. Mike, Cody, either one of you guys know how to say his name? Onaquanquo or Oconquo. I can't Oconquo. And he actually you know he went to Greater Beck for a little bit. His last his last it, year of high school, Greater yeah. Beck Christian. Mm-hmm. Oconquo, isn't he the one from England? Yeah. He came he came over and played a played a uh I guess a a season in uh Justin Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, several workouts there. Someone remind me, what did he? I, I know he's relatively new to basketball, but he did not play growing up. With, am I wrong? Did he play cricket? Was that right? Something like that. It was cricket or volleyball? Maybe soccer. Yeah, maybe it was volleyball. I don't know. I, I just remember just being. He like, probably played them all, Cody. Thing. Yeah, he probably played cricket, soccer, and volleyball over there. And then people are like, "Yo, dude, you're six eleven. Let's." Let's put a little round ball that's orange in your hand and see what happens. <laughs> it, it's always uh, impressive. A guy that did basketball. I mean, I, I mean, I started playing basketball when I was before kindergarten. You know, I, I was out there playing, and someone that can <laughs> too just, young to count, pick, buddy, right? Yeah, pick up a ball from year or something. I was and church just, hoops, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Learn the game quickly because they just have such athletic ability um you know the sky's the limit for those guys once once it clicks for them you know they're they're dangerous so i agree with that hey and and we're kind of talking about some of the more ancillary pieces on the bench right right now do we think that rotation is going to get shorter or do we think we're going to hugs is going to continue to try and use that depth that we have to wear down opponents there's no rotation with hugs the never. Yeah, I was about relative. to say the same thing. There's it's, never it's, a rotation. It's, it, yeah, it's it's if you mess up, you sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many uh, full five kind of switchouts have you seen? With oh uh, well, no, well, obviously not. But I mean, you know what I'm getting at here, fellas. I, I, mean, I know who, that, who's going to be playing. Yeah, it's not hockey. It's not hockey line changes there for us. That's for sure. You know? Yeah, full line change. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> there are certain guys that will play. Right? Yeah. And you just kind of wonder when that will get shortened and who kind of that will sort of kind of nudge out of minutes. That'll be very interesting to see how that continues to go. Right now, the I mean, looking at stats right now, I mean, games played and minutes played, it's pretty even all the way through probably about the first 12 players. All the way down to Sumnick, so. Yeah, and and Pat's probably kind of that first guy who's – not getting as much time off the yeah. bench, you know, and yeah. everybody else is sort of getting some run, as, yeah. as they like to say. Uh, 
I do like who you mentioned, though, earlier, uh, Blaine. Wilson has carved out a nice little role for himself coming off the bench uh, just with hitting shots. And if you can come off the bench and hit shots, you're going to get minutes. So we'll see once Big 12 play comes around, you know, start missing shots, he's going to come off the bench, and I think he'll provide that spark for us. So we'll see. Cody, you, you know, you kind of just brought up we're getting ready to start playing Big 12 play. Um, and that and that, and that that initial weekend there, that trip with going out to Stillwater in Manhattan, I loved in the past when we would find a way to go 2-0 and on that two and on that trip. I feel like we can do that yet again this time. Both those teams, K-State's been okay, but I think they played a very weak schedule. And Oklahoma State, one of the more weaker teams in the league, it'd be great to get to a 2-0 start. Agreed. We we need a two and zero start on the road, starting conference play, because those next two games at home, Kansas and Baylor, are not going to be uh, easy. I think those will be tough games, but you know, Hugs uh, always certainly steps up. He wants his bonus, so we'll uh, see if we can you know upset Kansas again at home. And I agree with the two and zero start too. I mean, historically especially in the Big 12, if you start 0-2 in the conference, you're not making the NCAA tournament. So it's kind of vital for West Virginia to be able to knock off Kansas State or Oklahoma State during that road trip. Yeah, Mark, and I honestly would love to see him get both of them. Um, You know, if you get both, and and every time you win on the road in this league, man, that's another quad, at least quad two win. Ow. And we're going to start stacking those bad boys up here real real quick, I believe. Sorry, my cat keeps biting me. <laughs> hey, and K- Kansas State. Mine's is... scratching up the couch. <laughs> Shut the shit. Hey, no, not, a, not a walkover game there, you know. I mean, yeah, they've, they've cats are not liking it, not hearing, not liking hearing the uh, the Wildcats are a pushover. They're, they're getting a little feisty, you know. Yeah, they're like, you pissed off. Of on the road, man. It's tough sledding. Yeah, go ahead, Cody. Oh, yeah, no, those wildcats don't don't yeah. look past them, don't sleep okay. on them. Uh, I mean, they they are pretty tough. They they have a, they have a much better team than I think anybody thought they would have. That's for sure. Yeah, no, they, their schedule has set them up nicely up to this point in the year. Um, but you can't, you know, take away any credit from starting eleven and one. Um, you know, maybe had two, three, maybe decent games. The rest have been easier, but, you know, give credit where credit's due thus far. Uh, we'll see. I mean, especially when we go into their house. The Octagon Doom. Uh, man, such a great name. Such a great name. And, oh, and I think they still owe – they owe hugs for that program turning around. I'll tell you what, that – it's impressive whenever you see – I didn't go – I've never been to – a game at Kansas State in basketball, but I saw them play us down at the Big 12 tournament. And when they do the Wabash Cannonball, that entire section, all the fans, they just go ape shit. It's like jump around with Wisconsin in football. It's insane. And you the Wabash? The Wabash Cannonball. Okay, but, okay. Uh, Blaine, to your point, the whole beard situation kind of makes a DUI look really not that bad. I mean, you're going to let that cost <laughs> Is Bob Huggins over that? Come on. Hey, hey, that's that's Cincinnati's doing right there. K-State would have loved to have had hugs, but but we came calling. What, the DUI was it was at K-State. Hey, I hope they don't wear those god-awful two-tone purple, purple jerseys that they tend to wear. We don't need that. Let's just take care of business here. Not no funny business. Let's get up by twelve and coast, and and let's get out of there. Water now. You know, hey, I think the key though to beating those guys is stopping Keontae Johnson. I don't know if you guys remember the story there. Uh, you know, had the heart condition there during the COVID year for Florida. Great guard, back out there doing his thing. Keedy and Tucson on him will be a huge key on that game on New Year's Eve. That's for sure. Yeah, those those two guys are really, in my opinion, are two primary, you know, defensive players. They've just got those grit, and they'll lock the guy up. So, big, big key, and uh, 
Kansas State game, New Year's Eve, and especially going into Big 12 play. Yeah, I mean, and that being the opener, you just kind of want to find a way to get it done. The Tomlin kid was pretty good tonight for them against Radford, had 26. And then Noel's another player they count on, but they don't have the depth we have. We just go in there and play our game. Like like you said, Mark, earlier, and he say all the time, do what we do, you know. Do what we do, and we'll be all right. So, hey, you know, I know we talked earlier, fellas, about the fact that not getting that love is a ranked team. Um, have you seen the top 25? Now, granted, I kind of like that we're kind of flying under the radar right now. Some of these teams rank the top 25 and some of their showings. It's unbelievable. Like Arizona State ranked 25th, losing to San Francisco right now, 25 to 62. Like, get out of here. How are they ranked? That's the way uh, college basketball is early in the season. I mean, the AP poll doesn't mean jack shit until you get to late January. And when you're trying to figure out who is kind of in the running for the NCAA tournament, you're going to see upsets like UNC being number one preseason. We've saw how that worked out. And Arizona State, like you just said, we've seen how that worked out. So it just weeds out the uh, little guys just a little bit just a very little bit until you finally get the top 64 teams but you always have to just throw the cards on the table and see i mean what hand is is dealt yeah and i'll tell you guys this too like tcu sitting there in the polls right beat iowa which lost tonight did y'all see who iowa lost to tonight no, who? Eastern Illinois, like, <laughs> yeah, for, for real. So I mean, they're ranked, and they have a loss on their schedule to Northwestern State as well. Like, how's TCU ranked? Come on, like, I shouldn't laugh because I was at a game one time when WVU lost to Northeastern. Give give hugs, give hugs a Hall of Famer a little love, and put his team in the top twenty-five. Like, we've got some good wins, and our losses are pretty decent games to the number one team in the country, and a good game Xavier team that was desperate in their building. So, like, yeah. come on. Come on, pollsters. Do better. Be better. Oh, yeah. I think um, we we certainly deserve, you know, a top 25 spot, given our resume at this point in the year. But I don't hate where we are, you know. Just historically, I think uh, West Virginia performs better as an underdog. He starts to lose focus. Um, so, at this point in the season, I don't hate it. Yeah, preach, me, Cody. I, preach, I, preach. I'm, I'm short, looking please. at this, this, love uh, it. this Marquette team. You know, I'm, I'm not really impressed with. You know, they're nine and four. You know, uh, right now they haven't played anybody harder than us, and some of their losses have been worse than us. I mean, who cares? So what? I, I really don't think they. Pl- I, I did not watch the game, but I'd be hard pressed to think that many teams played Purdue as hard as we did. Um, and I'm not one to blame officiating, but I really think had they let us play a little bit, I think it would be a different game. Well, with in you, that buddy. tournament, in that tournament, actually, I mean, Purdue ended up beating Duke and Gonzaga afterwards, and they beat Duke and Gonzaga bigger margins than West Virginia. So exactly. we technically were closer to Purdue than Duke and Gonzaga. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you guys this, too. Cody, I, I love the point you brought up about not wanting to blame the officials because we still had a chance. We got that thing down to four, but it definitely affected the game. And, and, and Edie was at the line all game. But you know what? In a couple games, we've been the team at the line. Like, that's we just got to be the aggressor, find a way to be the team at the line. That game, it was tough because, I mean, a guy's 7-4. And like Mike, I remember you saying, you just can't get to that hook shot. There's just no way. So, we're not going to see that again. We were in, and I think we learned a good a good lesson with the Xavier game. You cannot take your foot off the gas. And so far, the lessons have seemed to be kind of taken and heated to, you know, to good results for us at this point. So just got to keep moving forward and yeah, got to love where this team's at. Yeah. I, I'd rather take our lumps early on in the season, learn from them, grow from them, and then, hey – end of the season, come Big 12 tournament, we're going to be a scary team. I mean, if by some miracle, Jose Perez could be eligible, this is <laughs> one more school. Hey, Cody, you know what? That is the greatest, and that's the best 
best way to end this thing tonight. <laughs> How is that not allowed to happen? The way the NCAA does everything else, and this kid's coach is fired, what, a week before practice? That and they wait till, till Christmas, the week of Christmas, to tell this kid he's not eligible to play now? Unbelievable. NCAA yeah. is such trash. It's garbage. Let's let kids get paid $2 million to turn their back on the players they played with for three years. But this kid can't now get an opportunity to at least get to play college basketball this season. Give me a break. And yeah, Charlie White is still getting paid by two different schools. <laughs> That's right. Neil yeah. Brown got kept his job because he has a $20 million buyout. Yeah, Neil Brown's going to get paid by is, a hey, lot of people. Hey, by the way, as well, that recruiting class today, Mike, I know you don't want to hear it. It was pretty good. I'm not. I didn't. I got a bunch of emails and stuff because I don't have to listen to There's like a mass mailer they send out with all that crap. I, I I didn't look at it. I didn't look at the social media. That that's toxic. It's fake. It's not real. Remember Edward Vesterinian? You know, like those those are the types of Hayden Prather. Those are the headliners every single year. I think Jalen Anderson. I kind of liked, but we didn't play him till week twelve. And and um and then I guess Nico Marchiol have a little quarterback carousel, even though none of the starters were. This stuff's a show. I don't. <laughs> and hey, if, I will say, if you still think it's real, then that's a that's a toxic part of the problem. Yeah, I, I agree. I will say, it I did love like the social the, media though. The clip, the old school, like the video, video they thing. pulled out the VHS. It had like Pat McAfee, Pat White, Major Harris, and then it had that player's name wearing with the school is like. Six two two thirty. It was like that was cool. That was cool. Like was Mississippi, cool. Mississippi had uh, the Sip Street, like NFL Street style. That was awesome. It's cool. It's good for the players. I mean, I it's a great accomplishment I, I for them. Say, so I would say this: live with, it up. Yeah. With signing day, though, usually it was quick because I remember covering signing day. You'd be up at six a.m. You'd be waiting for the faxes to come in and coaches call you, telling you somebody is committed somewhere but now it's drawn out throughout the entire damn day <laughs> and it's frustrating it's yeah. really frustrating to try and cover and keep track of everything nowadays mike just says the hell with it yeah, yeah don't don't cover it <laughs> it's not it's not real it's a fabricated mess i don't dude, like, I, I, dude I, I covered for several years, I'm not a fan anymore. I don't, I don't currently recognize the football program. Like I, I don't recognize. <laughs> oh, okay. They're just they're just they're, they're disgracing the flying WV. I really hey, and used to love that. By, by the I, way, I, real I, quick. By the way, real quick before we get out of here, because Cody, this is Cody's first time on the porch tonight, <laughs> right? I do want to give you a, the floor for a quick second. Give me a little blurb about how you feel about Neil. Before you get out of here tonight, okay? Who are you talking to? Right, I'm, I'm giving Cody a floor real quick okay. here for, for Neil. We know uh, how you feel, Mike. Okay. And how do I feel? I oh, think man. the same boat. All right, well, I guess this is a way to, to end the shit. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I am, I'll be one to admit, I go back and forth. I emotion every single game and i am not happy um with our performance um but after i take some time and i think about it and i think about uh, you know the whole picture and brown inherited i i'm not totally upset with him not being fired you know bringing him back one more year I, i'm the okay five with and seven it. Was uh, rather do it <laughs> it's, it's it, from the perspective that he inherited nothing from Dana. He has his his team has suffered injuries, and ultimately it comes down to some of these players catching the ball, making a play. You can say you know they're not disciplined. Okay, sure, you're right. In some points, they're not, but it ultimately comes down to a kid making a play. And the coaches can't do that. Now, it's true. Can, That's if true. We, but if but we the coaches win, can teach them how Gary, to Gary Patterson the ball, make a left, play. Gary Patterson left a messy clog Taco Bell shit 
at Fort Worth. Ah, uh, see, Mike, I'm going to disagree with that. Now we're going. Two years, are you kidding me? Like, come on. I'm going to disagree with what you just said about Gary Patterson when he left. He gave him Quentin Johnson. He had Max Duggan. The pieces were there. They needed somebody else to run something different, and they did, and they found a way to win almost every game. So what are, what are we running? What are we running? Hey, Next year, you never know what might happen with a mobile quarterback. I think that's what's impressive. And Cody, we're gonna probably all I say we're is, gonna play somebody else. If, we're gonna bring in a different guy. Do, we, you, do you no trust listen, that nut job with that here. responsibility? Let, let me just let me bring just in give Chad me Morris six, on offense coordinator. Sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah, let, let, <laughs> had we beaten Pittsburgh, had we beaten Kansas, this would be a completely different discussion. We'd be a, no good. one. Fair. That, 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 that's so fair. those two games, you make some catches. We, you know, you, we, we make the plays we at the end to win that game. Hold on, let, let him finish, guys. It, let him finish. It, it, it's a completely different story. You know, we had some tough injuries. You know, I, you, you got to fill the hole, but we had no one left. Um, I, I really like the culture he's building, but you and we're in rebuild mode for another three years. So, I, I'm not ready for that. I, hey, Cody. I think give them one more year. This is the end-all, be-all year. You know, the, the athletic director, you know, everyone thought Shane Lyons was doing a good job, but he wasn't one to support and back the NIL and the players, and that is what is moving forward in the NCAA. I mean – you need to be one and a part of the NIL and understand it. And we need to work together to get these players what they want to bring in the players that we need. So I, Shane Lyons was a compliance guy. So if we get this yep. new guy in here and he's working with Neil Brown in coordination with some of these donors, the trust, let's see what happens. Just give I'm them an opportunity. Let's see what happens. And, and like I, I you said, yeah. it, it is a make or break year. For him, a hundred percent. It's broken. It's broken. It's, um, and I'll ask you guys this real quick. I had somebody I ask me this question. No build here. Have, hold on, real, real quick here. The Neil Brown's record next year to where he keeps his job. I said he has to be at least eight and five. What do you guys think? I think eight and five as well. That's the bare minimum. I think he's got to show up to Tuesday practice, maybe. <clears throat> game day maybe get the script together blow the whistle a couple times he doesn't have to do anything it's maybe just get pissed off and and, and it's it's easy to say say, yeah we win a couple games here we win a couple games there well you blow games when you play backup level players as your number one guy like bryce fort wheaton is a three receiver maybe a four receiver on a good oh he's in the nfl draft though i I know (laughs) reminder I know. So he's your feature guy. You're relying on him to catch that ball and make that play and get upfield. He's not. He's not talented enough to be in that issue. And so that's why you lose those close games is because you don't have the players to take you over the top. At the end of the day, I'd rather be in a rebuild than a no build, honestly. And mm. we've lost so many transfers. Every promising player that we have pretty much is on the transfer portal, and people aren't knocking down doors. Morgantown, and it used to be an attractive brand, and he's just he's just ruined. He's made us milk toast, irrelevant. I mean, CJ isn't even here, and I'm I'm on a roll. I mean, I'm I'm. Alone. <laughs> I, <laughs> let me. I'm already going to say here though that I think the PR campaign has started because this past week, Dale Wolfley, the Wolfman, started a podcast, and his first guest was Jacksonville State head coach Rich Rodriguez. I'm just saying. Hmm. Throwing it out there. Hey, I, hey look, it'd be, it would be the most craziest, unbelievable story in the history of college football if he came back here. That's for sure. It'd be a 30 for 30. There's no doubt about that. Oh, hell yeah. That's um, already a 30 for 30. Well, that's, that's for sure, Mark. It's another chapter in the saga. Hey, Cody, what record does he have to have to keep his job? Because Mike's not going to give us I, a record, that's for sure. I, <laughs> I, listen, I agree with you. He needs to have eight wins. But I just know from WVU history, if he gets seven wins next year, he'll he's keep probably his gonna job. Keep, he's yeah, going to keep his job. So, yep. and, and my last comment is, you know, this Baker guy, he is known to fundraise. And uh, 
Shane Lyons wasn't doing any fundraising. He wasn't nope. calling our biggest donors. And you know what? That's a failure on his part because that is one of the biggest responsibilities as an athletic director. The sponsor, Sam James. You want Sam James being the face of your business? <laughs> you want these guys? You know, it's, it is interesting like, whether it's the chicken or the egg, first, though. You, you know, well first. It, th- th- there is a little bit of an interesting kind of deal there. And by the way, Mark, Mark, I don't know if you heard this. JT. Going to your second favorite Rice. School. I did. Yeah. Rice. Yes. Well, I know who JT you're taking Daniels, 13 I'll, times I'll, next year. Let me give him – I'll just give him an example right now, though. First off, I'll preface this with uh, one season I was doing a parlay, five-team parlay every week at a random establishment in Morgantown that will be unnamed. Involved and remains so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did – and I picked Rice every week, and they won every week to cover the spread. So I've gotten a love of Rice since then. And I love what JT Daniels has done. I mean, he went to USC. He got the uh, L.A. admiration, the sunshine, the pretty girls down there. Then he transferred to Georgia. He got the SEC experience, the pretty girls down there, the national championship. Then he comes up to West Virginia. He gets the sunny side experience, the hot street experience. Sunny side experience. The pre, the girls down there. Did anybody burn a couch, though, while he was on the team, though? I don't know about that. No, probably not. But although my couch did get burnt after we beat East Carolina one year, I set out to get picked up. East Carolina? Yeah. I who, came who home. Who took it? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. And this, it wasn't me. I uh, set my couch out front of my house and went to the game. And I stayed somewhere else the night before. And I came back and the couch was burned. East Carolina? I said to get picked up by the garbage men. The Purple Pirates? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, folks. That's have standards. That's how it would be if Mike, you know, we continue down the road. You think we're going. So. It's yeah. getting bad. I mean, that's, what, what, what that's, more, that's the route what we're going. More, that's the route we're going. What I agree. more do the nihilists actually need? <laughs> the nihilists. The nihilists. Like that. That's good. I like, I like how that. you went there. It's three, it's th- what is it, three, four games under 500 at this point? It's probably more than that. Hey, Mike, I think in reality, man, it was all about the buyout. And we've lost We've lost Jefferson. We've lost Prather. We've lost uh, Goose. Who, who, it, it's the new world of college. Those guys. That's true. Year, you're going to see ten guys, but I have to throw this I, comment I in here, Mike. But we, need, but we need to find somebody that can operate through the new world of college football. Who's not right, and, right and, now? And now Brown can I, do think, it. I think you've got that as an athletic director. He's the general manager of a football team of the program. That's how they operate. But I will say, I love the comment that you made podcasts ago when we for Neil Brown, if he doesn't make those eight wins, let's restructure his contract for 10 years, make him a special teams coach. <laughs> love it. I appreciate that. That's, that's route. Get that. Pat White back. There we love it. There it is. There it is. Hey, Wait, we'll, we'll, so what's Joe DeForest going to do then? Ooh, bring that, bring that, bring that little backwards hat full back. Just got to relax. Just got to relax. <laughs> Wait, fellas, I think uh, hopefully everyone out there did a little relaxing themselves. Maybe helps you get through some of your holiday travels. Um, we could we could go all we could go all night, fellas. But I, but eventually it's the show that'll eventually hey, has to end. You know, it's so. it's relaxing mode over here. Christmas break has started for me. Christmas vacation, right? So hope everyone else has some time off. Enjoy the time with family. Friends. Get you some eggnog, you know, right? Absolutely. I'm pretty much like Clark Griswold in Christmas vacation at this point. <laughs> bear so. bear down for this weather, though. <laughs> yes, sir. We're on Scooter. the threshold of hell. We've, we've got some <laughs> great sports coming our way this weekend. A full slate of college oh, yeah. football. And in the NFL. Watch our power go out. Watch our- Mark. Hey, now. We don't need that. Well, hey, if, the, if the power goes the- out. I'll meet you guys at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. <laughs> we'll we'll walk up uh 
walk up in the snow both ways, you know, I like they did back the, in the old days. I live across the street from a Holiday Inn. They have a bar there, so. <laughs> it's it's not the Red Roof Inn where they're always open, but pretty much the same thing. Well, fellas, thanks for everyone for joining us, and thanks for coming on out here to the porch, and hopefully we get some uh, some good results here in hoops coming soon. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Thank you.